0: Hey guys, just before we get started, I wanted to kind of put a swear warning because I realize I do in fact swear a lot and I just kind of want to make sure if any kitties are listening that uh, you should probably stop now if unless you're a mature child and also I'd like to say uh, sorry mom. <laughs> Let's get started with the episode. Hey guys, welcome back to the Long May Rain podcast. I'm Aiden. I'm your host for this podcast. All right, guys, Da-da-da-da. we have another guest because I like bringing guests on my show. Lindsay, say hello to the people. Hello, people. <laughs> yeah, so I decided to bring my friend Lindsay on for another episode because I didn't want to be lonely for this episode either. Because this is the last episode before my birthday episode, which is the next episode. <laughs> All right. Uh, hi, Lin- so- <laughs> sorry, what was that, Lindsay?
1: <laughs> I that holy shit. Yeah, it is. Okay.
0: Yeah, see I told you. Uh how how are you doing today, Lindsay? What what have you been up to this week?
1: Um work.
0: Work oh. a little bit. Yeah, and I heard I'm that's been tough. I heard
1: Sorry, Probably
0: what was work that? In a
1: factory,
0: so. sorry, say that again? <laughs> oh
1: sorry. I said I work in a factory, so it's a little tiring, but I get to listen to podcasts.
0: Yay, so. that's great. <laughs> Well, you can listen to this episode at work now, now that you're on a podcast.
1: Totally, but it'd be totally weird to hear my voice on Spotify. Yeah,
0: <laughs> like, yeah, it is going to be weird, ain't it? All right, so let's get into the episode at hand. Today, we are talking about Elizabeth Woodville. Now, Lindy, have you ever heard of Elizabeth Woodville before?
1: No, I cannot say I have.
0: Okay, well, she was uh, Queen of England, she was the wife of Edward IV, uh, she was the mom of these guys named the Princes in the Tower, if you've maybe heard of the Princes in the Tower before. <laughs> you thought. You haven't? No, okay. Well, it's okay, that's what I'm here to do, I'm here to talk about it, so let's get into the episode, guys. Alright, so Elizabeth Woodville was born probably in 1437, Maybe. I, we don't know. Um, m- most likely in October, that seems like the best guess for her birthday, and her parents were Sir Richard Woodville and Jaquetta of Luxembourg. Um, she was born at her family home in Grafton, North Hampshire in England. I don't know where that is on a map, but I, it sounds like northern. Northern England, probably.
1: <laughs> She's given me reasons to be jealous because she lives in England, and her birthday is probably in October.
0: Yeah. Now, the fact that we don't know her birthday for sure, obviously, we don't know her star sign. And I, you know this about me. I really like uh, star signs because it, it kind of gives people a personality. And since these are historical figures, we don't really know a lot about them. Um, if she was born. Could you imagine?
1: Just seeing her the one day, and she uses her star sign every time she does something horrible. Like, sorry, I'm an Aquarius.
0: (laughs) That would be funny. Uh, Well, if she was born in October, she's likely a Libra or a Scorpio. So she kind of, like, hits that maybe Libra-Scorpio line. So we're just going to apply a Libra-Scorpio cusp to her. um, And... (laughs) Libras like fine things, and Scorpios are a little crazy, so this is gonna be an interesting personality for her.
1: Absolutely freaking bonkers.
0: Yes. Alright, so Elizabeth's life kind of gets off to sort of an interesting start because of her parents and the family that she was born into. Now her dad was this super chill dude named Sir Richard Woodville, and he was pretty much nobody. um that is rough i'm sorry yeah that is a little rude but he he was a part of the english gentry technically but the woodvilles were like landed knights they didn't have any titles they weren't dukes or marquesses or viscounts but they uh were blue-blooded englishmen so that that's good for them um but elizabeth's mom jaquetta on the other hand was very very royal now, uh, she was a daughter of wealthy French landowners, and she had originally come to England in the first place to marry the current King of England's uncle, the Duke of Bedford, who was a lot older than her, and it was a little gross, but we don't talk about
1: that. I was just about to ask, like, how gross is gross?
0: Is, I think it was like a 30-year oldest, age difference. <laughs>
1: that's disgusting. My oldest crush on somebody is 25 years. Misha Collins, where you
0: at? <laughs> Uh, yeah, so that oh, old Duke of Bedford actually ended up dying, but, uh, as it happened, Sir Richard Woodville was this Duke's squire and a very impressive military commander, commander and Jaquetta and him fell absolutely in love, and they were the same age, so it was cute. <laughs> um. Thank God for the same age. And yeah, God. Really just
1: getting shit. Yeah.
0: She's just... Living her best life. (laughs) Yeah. So, uh, Jaquetta and Richard got married in secret, and Elizabeth was their first baby, so that's the reason we don't know Elizabeth's exact birth date, because Jaquetta and Richard were trying really hard to hide the fact that they had gotten married and had a child. (laughs) Um, But... But the next year, the the king's court actually ended up finding out about it, and they le- legitimately arrested Richard because you can't marry the king's family members without the king's permission, and they didn't ask the king. <laughs> well, I mean, if the king well, is a dick, I wouldn't ask either. To be fair, he's a child, but j- just give him a little bit of breather room. Um, so Jacetta was you didn't basically, tell me that. yeah. I'll give you some context in a minute. So, Jaquetta was like, well, fuck, I guess I should probably go, like, beg for his life and stuff so they don't execute him or anything. So, uh, she went to the king, who was her nephew by her first marriage, and she was like, please don't execute him. And <laughs> you gotta keep in mind that uh, Henry the Sixth, who was the king at the time, was about uh, 16 at this point, point. Um, and lucky for Jaquetta, Uh, the king agreed to let Richard go because he was actually very sympathetic to this sort of uh, secret marriage thing because the king's mom, Catherine of Valois, had actually married without royal permission to a guy who was much lower than her who was, like, basically a servant. His name was Owen Tudor. Does that sound familiar? (laughs) Last name Tudor? Anyone? (laughs) No. No. King Henry VIII. Let
1: me ask the squad real quick. <laughs> Nobody's got a clue.
0: Queen Queen Elizabeth I? That family.
1: Well, her I've heard of. I just don't know much information.
0: Yeah, well, that's yeah, where I that, really that that's where that started. In
1: one Direction.
0: <laughs> well, that's where that family started. Anyway, so he was very sympathetic to this sort of thing, so he let Richard go, which was very cool of him. Um, but uh, one of the bad things that Henry uh, did. Do was he ended up he, he charged them like a fine for <laughs> getting married in secret which was a lot of money so that kind of st- sucked for them um, but Henry actually really really liked the Woodvilles so he gave jaquetta and her husband positions at court which meant uh, our little Elizabeth spent much of her childhood growing up in the court with her very large family because after Elizabeth her parents popped out 13 more kids. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Well, I don't have to
0: ask what they did in their spare time. No, Jaquetta and Richard really, really loved each other. No, um, I think about... This podcast is about to be rated R. Yeah, it is. (laughs) Um, I believe about 11 of their kids lived to adulthood, which is bonkers impressive for the mortality rate in, like, the 1450s slash 30s. Like, this is a really good dead baby to not dead baby ratio for this time period. And, um, the fertility of the girls in this family is going to become a common thread in this story. You, you'll see. Just give it a minute. Now, <laughs> uh, we do have a little bit of documentation of Elizabeth Ta- Elizabeth's time as a child in, uh, the King's Court. She was a little bit of a shining diamond at court. Like, she was Miss Congeniality, like, for, like, a while. Um... Uh, Sandra Bullock who? Yeah, I know, right? Um... There's a lot of records of people talking about how beautiful and charming she was. Now, we uh, do know for a fact that she was blonde with blue eyes. And according to a quote I saw, she was described as having heavy-lidded eyes like a dragon. What the fuck does that mean? I don't know. I guess that means she was hot. I I don't know about medieval beauty standards. I don't
1: know about medieval pick-up lines. Like... Hi, you have the
0: eyelids of a dragon. How would they know that dragons aren't real? <laughs> Don't
1: squash
0: their dreams like that, Aiden. I'm, I'm sorry. Uh, but also, I read she was actually a very good conversationalist as well. Like, she was very well-spoken, which was also, like, one of her many wonderful traits. Um, I couldn't find anything about her education, so, like, it must have really been nothing to, like, write home about. She probably got the, the standard... Um, Medieval education, she definitely would have known how to read. She probably knew embroidery, dancing, singing, all the wifely shit like that. (laughs) But apparently she was as smart as a whip, even though we don't know much about her education. Um, Anyway, in uh, 1445, King Henry married the beautiful French princess, Margaret of Anjou, and Elizabeth acted as one of the ladies-in-waiting at the wedding. She would have been about uh, 10 at the time, probably. Damn, okay. Yeah. And um apparently a few nobles a couple of years later started like recommending husbands for her when she was like fourteen. Um, because she was so pretty. Um there was this She's so pretty. <laughs> there- There was this dude named uh, Sir Hugh Johns who was a Welsh knight. He was actually a pretty impressive military dude. He had a good record in France and he was most famous for having served the Byzantine Emperor who ran Constantinople. Oh my god, I'm trying to think of that TikTok.
1: Constantinople.
0: (laughs) Yes, yes, I do know that. Anyway, um, I, it would have been interesting if they had gotten married, uh, they definitely would have been an interesting, uh, match, but, um, Elizabeth's parents actually had a different idea for her, and she ended up getting married at 16 to this guy named Sir John Gray of Groby, who was from a decently rich family, they were kind of middle-of-the-road nobility, I think they were, uh, barons or viscounts or something like that, uh, it was a pretty good match for her, like, no one really expected her to marry very, very high, um, We don't really know that much about John or Elizabeth's relationship. I mean, they must have liked each other a little bit because their first son Thomas was born in 1455, a year after they got married.
1: (laughs) You know, it's totally different now because what did you say? She was 10, and then could you imagine, like, six years later, she gets married? You know what I was doing at 16?
0: What were you doing at 16?
1: (laughs) Obsessing over the Maze Runner. I'm not thinking about marriage. Oh, yeah, I remember that. I'm thinking about. well, maybe marriage to fictional characters—that doesn't really count, does
0: it? <laughs> and then in fifteen, sorry, fourteen fifty-eight, uh, they had their second son named Richard, and uh, things are about to get a little interesting for Elizabeth in a second. All right, so I think you, Lindsay, and the people listening need just like a bit of historical context before we move on. Now, uh, yes, please. Yes, please. All right. <laughs> uh, now, if One
1: Direction didn't teach me this. <laughs> <laughs> Got a whole lot of
0: history. <laughs> of history. <laughs> All right. Now, if uh, people who l- have listened to my Elizabeth of York episode, you know that she grew up in the middle of this thing called the Wars of the Roses. But when Elizabeth was growing sorry, this Elizabeth was growing up. There's so many Elizabeths. <laughs> um,.
1: There is way too fucking many. We have an Elizabeth right now. Like, do you not have a book of baby names you can
0: look No, they had one book of baby names. One for boys, one for girls. The girls was like Elizabeth, Anne, Mary, Margaret, stuff like that. I thought you were going to say no. No. The- like just Elizabeth's, but different ways to spell it. That would be funny. Alright, so just a quick recap on the Wars of the Roses, just in case you forgot or uh, you haven't listened to my Elizabeth of York episode. So basically, there were two branches of the royal family. The Lancastrians represented by the Red Rose, and the Yorks represented by the White Rose. And they all descended from this one king back in like the 14th century named uh, Edward III. And the Yorks, the York branch, wanted to be the the kings because they thought the current king was bad which they were kind of right about because he was a little but uh, we'll get we'll get back to that <laughs> Basically, they wanted to overthrow him and Elizabeth's family, including her husband's family, were on the Lancastrian side of this conflict because both the Greys and the Woodvilles had benefited immensely from the generosity of the crown. So John Grey went to fight for King Henry and it ended up not going so well for good old Johnny boy because he ended up being killed in the Second Battle of St. Albans fighting for King Henry. (laughs) That is rough. Rip John. (laughs) Um, so,
1: it went a little sideways for John. It did. He died and he's
0: dead. <laughs> um, I ended up reading up a bit about the second battle of St. Albans just so I could know what John was, like, going up against when he died, and I found out that they fought this battle in the middle of February, so it must have been cold as fuck. Poor John had to die in the cold. Poor John.
1: <laughs> Y'all can't see this, but middle
0: fingers are up. <laughs> like, that. <far> <laughs> um. All right. pass. So- so- <laughs> hard pass yes after john died in 14 uh, elizabeth was basically like abandoned by a lot of people since john was fighting uh, the enemy the new king edward the 4th who actually won the crown a couple months later in march had taken her son's titles away because when usually when new kings get on the throne uh, they take away rebellious gentry's titles away from the remaining family so that's why that got taken away um which meant she was broke as fuck. So she went to her in-laws for help, and they refused to help her or give her any kind of support. I don't know why they did that. They sound like dicks. (laughs) So, uh, poor... Our poor Lizzie, a grown-ass woman with two kids, had to go back home and live with her parents, which was already really full with her brothers and sisters. Most of them weren't married yet. Most of them were really little kids. And her parents were barely making ends meet, so that must have just been fucking lovely for her. (laughs) Yeah. I have no
1: comment on this one. (laughs) You have no comment on
0: this one? All right.
1: No comment.
0: Now, let's move into something juicy. Now, no one's exactly sure how Elizabeth and Edward met for the first time, but we do have the famous story of how it might have happened. So, Elizabeth really wanted her son's land and money back so that she could move out of her parents' house, because she didn't like it there. Um, and, And she heard that the king would be hunting near her family's estate. So, she got all dolled up, she put on her best dress and shit, and she took her boys to a road by an oak tree where she waited for the king to pass. And when he noticed her, she got down on her knees in front of him and begged Edward to restore her son's land. And he was very, very taken with her cries for help. And not to mention, she remember, she was hot as fuck. Um, Somebody come get her. <laughs> um, and Edward agreed to look into it. And after that... Um, we have a few more stories about their courtship, Edward offering to make Elizabeth his mistress so that they could be together, so that, uh, she would sleep with him. Uh, and apparently Elizabeth was like, um, no, and then uh, Edward, like, low-key tried to have sex with her, and she pulled a knife on him and threatened to kill herself. Um,
1: as she should. As she should.
0: As she should. She should. Yes. That, that's queen behavior. I love that. Now, we're not actually sure how true this story is. It could just be made up because medieval people thought romantic shit like this was romantic. I don't know. Um,
1: More like, messed up shit like that. Yeah.
0: It was probably... I think what any
1: woman would do now. Yeah.
0: It was probably a little less dramatic than this, but, you know, medieval people are weird. Uh, Eventually, Elizabeth did... Sorry, Edward agreed to uh, marry Elizabeth, but in secret... Because this family is all about secret weddings. <laughs> um,
1: I would be, like, killed immediately if my family found out I had a secret
0: wedding. <laughs> That's I can, a little sus. I can see That's that. little sus. Um, Now, because it was in secret, we have no idea when the marriage took place. Best guess is uh, May 1st, 1464. And uh, they think it might have taken place in a small chapel on the Woodville family lands. And it was uh, Edward, Elizabeth, a priest, a few of uh, Elizabeth's ladies, and maybe Elizabeth's mom were there. But we're not, we're not sure at all. Um, <laughs> now, since we're here and we've met Edward, let's, let's really meet him. Let's talk about what's up with Edward IV, King of England. Now,
1: Okay, let's. All right.
0: Now, All he, he was the son of Richard, Duke of York. <laughs> Did you notice that Elizabeth and Edward's dads are named Richard?
1: <laughs> <laughs> I have a joke. Okay. So, you know how, like, Dick is, like, a nickname for Richard? Yes. <laughs> okay. Well, how do you get Dick from Richard?
0: Oh, well, uh, basically, basically this is how the nicknames work. So, obviously, short for Richard is Rick, right?
1: You totally didn't get it. This is a joke. I'm asking.
0: Oh. Do you get
1: Dick from Richard? I, I don't know. <laughs> you ask nicely. <laughs>
0: <laughs> That's good. Anyway, Richard, Duke of York, and uh, Cecily Neville were Edward's parents, and Edward's father was the one who had been leading the York family to claim the throne because Richard, he wanted to be king. And uh, poor, poor Richard, Duke of York, was brutally killed in battle, and the Lancastrians uh, cut off Richard's head and then put it on a spike and made him, like, a fake crown of flowers and weeds to mock him, be like, ha-ha, look, Richard, you're finally king, ha Ha-ha. <laughs> it's a little
1: Jesus. this reminds me of the lion king minus the beheading
0: <laughs> yeah and uh, edward was I like
1: to be king.
0: <laughs> and edward who was like he was like a teenager at the time i think he was like 17 or 18 at this point edward was like oh bitch you woke up the bear now and edward wrecked the lancastrians Edward was a very, very impressive military commander, not to mention how young he was. I think when he fought these battles, he was anywhere between 18 or 22 years old. And, um, when he married, uh, Elizabeth, uh, also, like, Elizabeth, um, Edward was famous for being, like, hot as fuck. <laughs> huh? Edward I was... I just hot. I wish I lived in
1: that
0: century i know right uh edward was six two which was a very very impressive for the time period because the average height for a man was like five eight in the 1400s so he was very tall so
1: they would have been considered tall then meanwhile yeah um how tall are you i'm like six foot five jesus jared padalecki i don't want to climb you (laughs) uh edward
0: actually (laughs) (laughs) Edward was very athletic, uh, like I said, awesome military commander, and um, I just for a picture for the people who listen to this, think of um, the guy who plays Edward in The White Queen. Lindsay, after this, I want you to Google Edward in The White Queen to see what that actor looks like, and when you're thinking of Edward in real life, think of that guy, but just with red hair, because Edward was a redhead in real life. <laughs> Got it? (laughs) Okay, I got that. All right. Now, it was probably all great and dandy for Elizabeth that she was married to the king, but Edward was like, well, uh, we have to tell the court now. This is awkward. Um, It took them a few months, but Edward uh, did eventually tell his court. One day he called a council uh, of his lords, and he was like, hi, so I'm married to this lady named Dame Elizabeth Grey, and his council was like, what the fuck did you just say? <laughs> um, Edward's marriage to Elizabeth was a problem for many. Many reasons. Uh, Mainly because Edward was a very new king. He had been on the throne at that point for about three or four years. And uh, the old king that he deposed was still very, very much alive. So Edward needed friends to keep uh, Crazy King Henry away from his throne. And the best way to gain allies was to make marriages. And Edward's buddy, the Earl of Warwick, also known as the Kingmaker, he was in the Elizabeth of York episode, if you people remember, um... The Earl of Warwick was trying his best to make a marriage for Edward to a foreign princess, and he had worked out this like baller deal with the King of France, where uh, Edward would marry uh, the King of France's niece, this girl named Bona of Savoy, who's actually a very interesting lady. I hope I do an episode on her someday. Um, and in return, France would be an ally to England and keep Henry away from the throne, and they would also get a fuck ton of money, because they needed money. Um, <laughs>
1: This, these centuries are basically just like Oprah with the weddings. You yeah. get a wedding. You get a wedding. You get a wedding. Everybody what gets what a happens? wedding. Like, sorry, I don't want to get married. Like, what would happen?
0: Uh, that's when you get forced to get married.
1: What if you like run away?
0: <laughs> well, you might get far. You might not get far. Mm, no. <laughs> and. Because I'd run away. <laughs> yes. And when Edward announced that he was already married, Warwick was probably thinking, what the actual fuck, Edward, because Elizabeth brought nothing to the table. She had no important friends, no allies, no money, no nothing. She was more of a liability than she was a good marriage match, and it wasn't often kings married their own subjects, because remember, Elizabeth was an English subject, Edward was the king. Kings don't marry their subjects, they marry foreign princesses. Something like this hadn't been done since the Norman Conquest in the 11th century, that a king had married one of his subjects. So this was huge. Baller. Yeah. Now, speaking of Elizabeth being a liability and all, uh, when she came to court, guess who came with her? <laughs> Do you know?
1: No, but I need you to look at my screen. <laughs>
0: Um, Elizabeth brought her gigantic family with her to court, um, and Elizabeth had a lot of siblings, and since they were in-laws of the king, they decided to start marrying them off into nobility so they would be taken more seriously, and this pissed off a lot of Edward's family, especially the Earl of Warwick, uh, since, uh, Elizabeth's siblings were taking away all the good noble matches from all the other older noble families that they thought that they deserved these matches. Um, Elizabeth's younger sister, uh, got married to this rich guy when they were, like, both little kids. I think they were, like, seven when they got married. Um, That's disgusting. It is disgusting. (laughs) Um, and that boy who married Elizabeth's younger sister never forgave his parents for marrying him to this nobody from this nobody family. Um, Elizabeth's eldest son, Thomas, was engaged to, uh, this girl named Cecily Bonneville, who was the wealthiest heiress in the country. Um, But the most scandalous of the marriages that uh, Edward set up for his wifey's uh, siblings and children was Elizabeth's uh, younger brother John got married to 65-year-old Catherine Neville, Duchess of Norfolk. And, gone. and he was 22, and everyone knew that he was just marrying her for the payout because she had been widowed, like, four times, and she was rich as hell. She was rich as hell.
1: <laughs> rich as fuck.
0: Yeah. So, so many people were mad. Warwick was pissed off at Elizabeth, even though this was, wasn't really her fault, and he would take his revenge, but Warwick had to wait like a crouching tiger. All right, so 5 months after they announced that they were married in February of 1466, Elizabeth gave birth in the pla- Palace of Westminster and it was da da. It was a, it was a girl. <laughs> okay. And I was like it was a girl. <laughs> and guess what they named her? <laughs>
1: Elizabeth
0: the 26th <laughs> Yes, they did name her Elizabeth. <laughs> because how did i know that gee i wonder why because they only have six names in this time period um now now lizzie woodville was actually pretty disappointed that she had a girl first but edward on the other hand was actually the complete opposite he was very very happy about his baby girl's birth he him and Edward and his daughter Elizabeth, he really, really loved his daughter, and that is just so sweet, because that, sometimes kings are just very, very mean to their daughters, because they are not boys. Um, Well,
1: safe to say that times like that have not changed.
0: (laughs) Now, uh, later in May, Elizabeth, uh, sorry, Lizzie, was officially crowned Queen of England, and this was a huge, huge deal. It was huge um <laughs> edward was do- it- <laughs> sorry what was that
1: <laughs> i said i think it was huge <laughs> it was
0: uh edward was doing pretty much everything in his power to make this a uh, super awesome official coronation so that no one would doubt that he was in fact his wife and the mother of the princess, and that she wasn't going anywhere anytime soon. And I actually found this kind of uh, interesting account about Lizzie's coronation because it's actually very well documented. So let me read it to you. Now, um, Elizabeth was conducted with more celebrations to the tower where English queens traditionally spent their night before coronations. The next morning, Elizabeth was escorted by the newly created Knights of the Bath and was taken to an open horse litter through the streets of Westminster. I guess that means a carriage. I don't know what an open horse litter means. Um She was then uh, led into Westminster Hall the following morning by the bishops of Durham and Salisbury and she was clothed in a mantle of purple with a coronet on top of her head, which means a crown, uh, beneath a purple silk canopy by four barons and she carried the scepter of St. Edward in her right hand and the scepter of the realm in her right hand. The Dowager Duchess of Buckingham uh, held Elizabeth's train that was on her dress. Uh, Following the queen were her mother, two of Edward's sisters, Elizabeth the Duchess of Suffolk and Lady Margaret. Um, She walked the path of the hall to the abbey. Upon uh, where she actually walked barefoot at her coronation. Um, and her new brother in law, George, Duke of Clarence, uh, was also there. Um, Elizabeth knelt at the high altar and then uh, prostrated herself while the archbishop prayed. I don't know what prostrated means. Um, <laughs> you don't either? Also, quick
1: question. Mm-hmm. I know what a coronation is, but, like, how do you explain, is that, like, a, it's not, like, a celebration for, like, when you're about to become a queen, or is that when you become a queen?
0: It's when you become a queen. She, uh, she's being crowned queen consort.
1: Okay, cool, I'm basing this off of Frozen,
0: because I'm, like, <laughs> Frozen. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's a little, like, Frozen, sure. Um, uh, Elizabeth...
1: Also, with being crowned a queen, but I didn't know if that could also be, like, you're about to become... I'm like, okay. Yeah, sure. Frozen, explain.
0: (laughs) Um, Elizabeth was anointed with holy oils. Uh, Probably would have been on her uh, forehead, uh, her chest right here, and I think her arms. I think that's how they anoint... um, Monarchs, and then she was crowned with another crown, and she was led to the throne. Um, after the royal procession left Westminster Abbey, the queen was led to her chamber, where she dressed in um, more purple, and she was brought to a dining hall to dine with her husband. Um, apparently, each time Elizabeth took a bite, uh, she a bite of her food, she removed her crown and put it back on when she was finished. <laughs> um, Why did she have to do that? I don't know. Uh, probably, like a uh, I think maybe because the crown was heavy, and if she had, like, went down like this to, uh, eat her food, the crown would have slid off her head and <laughs> would have gone into her food that, or something.
1: That explains it, because weren't crowns, like, made out of, like, gold or something? Yeah, they were, they were like, very heavy. heavy.
0: Super. Um, to cap off the ceremonies on the 27th of May a tournament was held at uh, Westminster where this guy named Lord Stanley won and was awarded a ruby ring from the Queen's hands and that's the documentation we have on her coronation um, now not long after the coronation they had a christening ceremony for little baby Elizabeth and that was also a superstar to once again prove that Lizzie was here to stay, she wasn't going anywhere Um, and funnily enough, it actually kind of brought the family together. Uh, that guy, the Earl of Warwick, who, by the way, I always have to mention, is Edward's, like, cousin. That's a whole thing. Um, (laughs) the Earl of Warwick even took the honor from the king of being baby Elizabeth's godfather, which is pretty shocking, since he was still pissed off at (laughs) Lizzie for everything that she had done so far. Um.
1: This poor girl.
0: Yeah. Now, she's
1: trying her best and everybody's just like, fuck you, you're not doing it properly.
0: She's like, ugh, you, they're all like, ugh, you commoner.
1: <laughs> I feel like that was a pretty big insult to be called like, ugh, you commoner. Well, even though Kinda her- Kind like Muggle in Harry
0: Potter. <laughs> yeah, well her mom is like, sh- her mom has royal blood, but it doesn't count because that's her mom, not her father. It all counts on what her father's- titles are and he doesn't have anything anyway um, i
1: was gonna say yeah isn't like the father's like up there especially during this century so it all depends on what your father is and what he does and everything that way people would be like her father is this so she must be this yeah Something
0: exactly like that. exactly that yeah okay. Alright, so uh, baby Elizabeth wasn't the only babies that Edward and Elizabeth had, because very soon after baby Elizabeth was born, they had their daughter Mary, who was born in 1467, and then they had Cecily, who was born in 1469. Um, And even though she was giving birth to healthy children, they were still all girls, and Edward really, really needed a son to secure his throne, since uh, the former King Henry King Henry had a son, but Edward didn't, so that was a problem. Um, King Henry could have showed up at any time with his son, who, by the way, was also named Edward. Of course. Yeah. Of Uh, course it was. (laughs) They could show up any time and take Edward IV's throne. Um, Now, there was no reason to believe that Elizabeth couldn't give Edward a boy since Elizabeth already gave her first husband two boys on the first try. Uh, It was really all of a matter of luck, but back then people were dumb and didn't understand biology or women's reproductive systems. So they thought it was Elizabeth's fault that she hadn't given birth to a son yet.
1: What happens if she, like, I feel like I should know this, but what would happen if she didn't give him a boy? Would they just be able to take his
0: crown? Uh, No, it would just... The, the succession would just be a little more shaky. Um, Elizabeth's eldest daughter, also named Elizabeth, could have become queen because they follow uh, if there's no boys, girls can rule. But they always tried to avoid that a lot. They didn't want a woman, but they could have had a, had a baby Elizabeth be queen if they wanted to. Um, I was gonna
1: say, like, it could be queen, couldn't they? But for some reason, like, they prefer, like, kings and everything.
0: Yeah, absolutely. They I just, don't. they just that thought... Say a
1: lot of queen.
0: They just thought, uh, sons were the easier way to a safe succession. You know, sexism. Um. Love that. Now, I'm calling absolutely. this segment of uh, Elizabeth's wife, uh, life, uh, locked in the basement. Um. Now... In 1468, a rebellion started brewing in the north, and it was apparently started by this guy named Robin of Redsdale. So Edward was like, hey, Warwick, bro, you want to help me take this guy down? And Warwick was like, yeah, I'll meet you there. So Edward gets there, and the army of Robin of Redsdale is chanting Warwick's name, uh, which was a little suspicious. And when Edward goes into battle, battle, Warwick's army like turns on him and captures Edward and locks him up in a castle. Um, so Warwick had teamed up with Edward's, uh, little brother, uh, George, Duke of Clarence, who's this, like, shrewd weirdo who's, like, really vain and wants the crown, and, um, Warwick marries George to, uh, his daughter, Isabel, and Warwick's whole plan is to get rid of the Woodville family and replace Edward with his brother George and his daughter Isabel. So, um, also, um, <coughs> sorry, while this is happen- happening, Warwick ends up capturing Lizzie's dad because Lizzie's dad is a part of Edward's army, because like I said, very good military commander, and also Lizzie's brother John gets captured, and he has both of them executed. No trial, nothing. He just murders them.
1: Wait, he can do that?
0: No, he can't, but he still did it.
1: That's illegal.
0: It It is. Um... But the thing is, Warwick's plan to get rid of the Woodvilles isn't really going well because everyone liked Edward, um, and no one liked George. No one wanted George to be king. He was weird. (laughs) That is
1: rough. Didn't the Woodvilles also have, like, a huge family? So they could basically just rock his shit if they
0: felt like it. Yeah, that would have taken a while to get rid of all of them. Uh, Not to mention, uh, Edward, while he was captured, he was a model prisoner. He never complained. He was nice to the servants and everything. So Warwick decided to cut his losses, and he just let Edward go. He had no choice but to just let Edward go. And... Uh, this must have been so fucking awkward, uh, after, Elizabeth really wanted blood for her father's death, like, Elizabeth was like, Edward, you have to kill Warwick, he murdered my father, he murdered my brother, and Edward was like, shh, baby girl, shh, I know you're mad, I know you were so mad, (laughs) baby girl, uh, but we can't take vengeance, Edward knew it was wrong, but he just wanted- Well, it
1: may be wrong, but, like, dad was killed. I'd be like that too. Edward wanted, wanted
0: peace. <laughs> Stick. Edward really wanted peace. So Edward forgave Warwick. I don't know if he got a fine. I feel like I remember reading Warwick got a fine for what he did, but he wasn't arrested or anything. And Warwick was invited back to court, and everything was cool for a couple of months until Warwick started shit again, and he started another rebellion. <laughs> what
1: fuck it up with this dude like he needs a hobby and the fact that he didn't get in
0: trouble for that like um so he did something no one thought he would do he went to france with his family um and he decided to go to the former queen margaret of Anjou, who was the wife of king henry who was the old king, and he decided to make an alliance with her by marrying his youngest daughter Anne Neville to her son, the Prince of Wales, who, if you remember, his name is also Edward, but we're going to call him the Prince of Wales while he's in this story. in 1470, uh, Warwick landed on English shores with about 30,000 men, and Edward had no choice but to, like, get the fuck out of there because Warwick had a bigger army than he did. Um, uh, Edward decided to go uh, to uh, Flanders, which is, like, the Netherlands area, and gather support for himself because he had family there. Um... <laughs> Now Elizabeth at this point was very very pregnant uh and she decided to uh peace out and she took her daughters to West- Westminster Abbey and claimed sanctuary while she was there. Now if She you... dipped and dad's dipped. Yes. She, she dipped. Out of there. Um now if you don't know what sanctuary means basically uh what it means if you're in trouble or something you can go to a church and you can claim sanctuary um while that Sanctuary is active. No one can harm you. So Lizzie thought she'd be like 100% safe. Um, And her, her daughters, and her mother sat in (laughs) Westminster Abbey for months. (laughs) Poor Lizzie. So
1: basically they started quarantine before quarantine.
0: (laughs) Yes, that's exactly what they did. And... uh kind of good news, kind of bad news. She had to give birth down there in the basement of Westminster Abbey. Um, in 1470 she gave birth and guess what? It was a boy. Oh, thank God. <laughs> I now, feel like would have lost his shit if
1: it was another girl. Oh yeah, god.
0: Not four girls. Um at poor
1: queens like have to wait until what their brother is dead
0: yeah uh now unlike uh most princes there were no giant celebrations for this uh baby boy because edward wasn't there there couldn't be any celebrations so the baby boy was baptized quietly and guess what they named him
1: if it's edward i'm gonna flip a table (laughs) they named him edward that's it where's
0: the table um (laughs) No, all Lizzie could. The table. Now all Lizzie could, <laughs> <laughs> could kind of do was just like sit and wait for her husband to show back up. Um, now, uh, while she was in sanctuary, Henry the Sixth actually ended up taking back the throne from Edward. He sat on the throne for a couple of months, and one really weird thing that Edward, sorry, Henry the did was he actually sent Lizzie food in sent sanctuary. He like sent her packages.
1: Was well, he not supposed to
0: do that? Well, it was just weird Wait, because when
1: was she in sanctuary again?
0: She was a, she was in Westminster Abbey in her sanctuary, and Henry sent her gifts. It, I mean, well, the sure. the thing the thing about Henry is that he had, he was a little. But he was also a very pious and charitable dude, so um, him sending food to her like isn't like out of the ordinary for him. It was actually kind of nice of him. I was
1: up to say like, is that out of character for him?
0: Like, no, he, he it was he was actually a very nice dude. He was just really <laughs> um, <laughs> lucky for Lizzie. Edward ended up gaining enough support. In fact, his brother George who very recently had tried to rebel against him ended up switching sides to help Edward and they defeated Warwick together at the Battle of Barnett where Warwick was killed. Yay! Um, Yay! And they ended... Yay. And they ended up defeating Margaret of Anjou's army. They killed the Prince of Wales and they took Henry VI prisoner. And Henry VI suspiciously died not long after. Um the official report says he died of uh, melancholy, which is like depression, but he was probably almost he was probably almost definitely murdered. <laughs> okay.
1: And they killed the Prince of Wales was that like Edward II?
0: Uh, no, that was uh, Henry the VI. Son. The old king, he had a son who was the Prince of oh, Wales. Okay,
1: sorry, there's like so many repeat names. I'm yeah,
0: like, wait. It's okay. Uh and, been... Mar- and uh, the Queen Margaret of Anjou went back to France, so that was the end of her part in this story. History! <laughs> <laughs> that was a that was a good lead into this part. Now, uh, when Edward marched into London victorious, I can't imagine how happy Lizzie must have been to see her husband, and Edward got to see his newborn son. They held banquet after banquet to celebrate, uh, because- they'll I'm p- up. <laughs> I know. Um, and after baby Edward, they didn't stop having babies after they had their boy, um, because- no, Of course not. After- They didn't have Netflix. No, they did not have Netflix. The chill part. Um, after all that, uh, she had her daughter, Margaret, in 1472, and after that, they had another boy in 1473, and guess what they named him? Don't,
1: I just, I feel like I already know.
0: They named, they named him Richard?
1: <laughs> oh, thank God, I thought it was gonna be, like, another Edward. Oh, no, this is Golly, gonna, this thought... is gonna
0: piss you off when you think about this. Okay, so, them naming their son Richard really pisses me off because Elizabeth already had a son named Richard from her first husband.
1: That's a little sus and that might get confusing a little
0: bit. Like I- you imagine like trying to address both your sons and you call for Richard and both your adult son and your baby boy Richard just <laughs> walk up to you like, yes mom? <laughs> yeah, like big Richard, small
1: Richard. You know? I bet that's what they call them. I just, they could have come up with a better name than that come on where is <laughs> a lot more henry's Where's yeah. a lot more
0: freaking yeah they could have named him henry or something um now Why after
1: no king named josh, <laughs> <talk about> josh.
0: <laughs> king josh um now after richard the sequel they had uh Anne, <laughs> it <laughs> yeah and uh, they had Henry, and... that was so funny right <laughs> Thank you. I, <laughs> I I, wrote that, and I laughed when I wrote it. Um, That's funny. It's like Jaws, too. Richard,
1: II.
0: Yes. <laughs> they had a- their daughter Anne in 1475, and they actually had another boy named uh, George uh, after Anne, but unfortunately, George died when he was a little baby. I'm not quite sure what he died of, but he did, unfortunately, pass away. Um, after George, they had their daughter Catherine in 1479, and in and finally, in 1480, they had their last daughter, and they named her Bridget. That is 10 children in 14 years.
1: <laughs> I'm tired from that. and They aren't even my kids, obviously.
0: She, Lizzie had some serious baby-making skills. I told you that this family, was, especially the girls, were really good at having children.
1: <laughs> she must not have just given a shit. She's like, yeah, it hurts, but man, I want more kids. Let's just push yeah. them out. Yeah.
0: <laughs> And, uh, speaking of her mom, um, unfortunately, Elizabeth's mom ended up dying <laughs> about uh, a year after Edward took back the throne. Uh, it must have been terrible. Elizabeth really, really loved her mother. They were very close, closer than most average mother and daughters at the time. It must have been terrible for her. I can't imagine. All right.
1: Sorry, I'm yawning. It's okay. <laughs> Not from the podcast. I got
0: up. <laughs> all right. Uh, moving on from all the political stuff for a second, I feel like Elizabeth's contributions as Queen of England are hardly talked about. So let's let's talk about about the stuff she did. So she is very well known for actually being one of the most charitable queens. Uh, of her time period, uh, she was known to pay for these things called papal indulgences that the church sold, which is basically like a letter from the pope being like, yeah, you can get into heaven if you pay this. <laughs> um Jeez. It was, it was very common for Elizabeth to pay, uh, to pay for people to get those because she wanted to help. She was very, very religious. Uh, she also helped co-found Queen's University at Cambridge. Um, originally it had been set up by, uh, Margaret of Anjou, uh, but Lizzie brought it back to life during her time as queen. Now, I didn't
1: know that. That's pretty fucking cool. Yeah, it is
0: pretty cool. I didn't know that either when I was researching Lizzie. Very interesting.
1: Yeah. Yes, that's pretty freaking sweet, in my opinion. You now get like a university.
0: Yeah. Now, uh, during the next thirteen years after Edward took back the crown, we're probably the most peaceful of Edward's whole reign. Like, I think maybe there were like a few little skirmishes, but like other than that, it was just like it was chill. It was time for this family to just like chill out. Now please, <laughs> chill out. I wanna take this time period to talk about Sorry, Edward and Elizabeth's marriage, be- because of course their relationship was a little strange back then for a king to marry for love, because that just didn't happen. Um, they seemed to have a generally good and understanding relationship, but that doesn't mean Edward was faithful to Elizabeth at all, because he was a little bit of a fuckboy. Um,
1: oh no, even the past centuries couldn't escape
0: I the know. Um, one of Edward's most notable flings was, the- was with this lady named Jane Shore. Um, actually, I found out while researching Jane Shore that her name was actually also Elizabeth, but because there were too many Elizabeths in the story that they wrote about her, they just named her Jane. (laughs)
1: They're gonna have an army of Elizabeths. (laughs) Yes.
0: Um, Jane Shore-
1: Spider-Man
0: meme. (laughs) Yeah, them all pointing at each other. Um, now, uh, Edward- sorry, uh, Edward and Jane were, like, together, like, near the end of his life. Um, and it wasn't uncommon for kings to take mistresses, especially when their wives were pregnant. You could they didn't really know that you couldn't have sex while, uh, your wives were pregnant, so, you know, they had to get it where they could, so it doesn't really excuse <laughs> him cheating on her, but, uh, unlike shitty kings like this guy named, uh, Henry II of France um, or, uh, Henry VIII. Edward was really discreet about his affairs, and he never gave any of his mistresses, like, high, high honors, like, to, uh, upstage Elizabeth or anything. He, he really did love Elizabeth. He cared about her, and he respected her. I don't agree with his cheating. I'm just happy he wasn't a dick about it.
1: (laughs) True, I mean... That's like a weird rule that you can't while they're pregnant. Because usually people are like, yeah, that usually helps, like, at the end when you want the baby to come out. Which I find totally fucking weird. Well... I heard that on friends, and who knows how much of that is true.
0: Now, remember, medicine was dominated by men. They didn't know anything about women's reproductive systems because they never asked women.
1: (laughs) They gotta educate themselves. Like... All right. That's a disaster. It
0: is. All right, let's get into more interesting stuff. The peaceful part of their lives is over now. so. Um,
1: of course it is. In 1493,
0: tragedy unfortunately struck this family. Uh, Edward died suddenly in 1483. Uh, we're not exactly sure what his cause of death was, but uh, he hadn't really been taking very good care of himself at the end of his life. Uh, he was eating a lot. He wasn't being nearly as active as he bit as he had been when he was a young man. Um, But before he died, Edward tried to make sure to get something straight uh, before he died, so he set up his younger brother, uh, Richard, Duke of Gloucester. Gloucester? I think that's how you pronounce that. Um, And he made uh, Gloucester the protector of his son, since uh, Lizzie and Edward's son was about 12 or 13 at this point, so he couldn't really rule a country by himself. Um, uh, Lizzie ended up sending word to her, uh, brother Antony, who was probably her favorite brother, Antony was definitely her favorite, uh, and her son, Richard Grey, to bring baby King Edward to, uh, London from Ludlow Castle, where Edward, little baby Edward was staying. Uh, but Gloucester had some different plans. He was like, oh, no, 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 because... He knew that Lizzie wanted to monopolize on power where she knew she could trust people because she was the mother of the new king. She had, like, a lot of power even though she wasn't the lord protector. Um, and uh, Gloucester wasn't really that close with his nephew. I don't even think they had even met at this point. So... um Gloucester decided to uh, meet up with uh, the little party of the new king, um, Lizzie's brother and Lizzie's son, Um, and basically what Gloucester did is he arrested Antony and Richard and took uh, baby King Edward to the Tower of London so that he could be ready for his coronation, which... Sounds weird, but it was actually totally normal for uh, kings and queens to spend the night in the Tower of London uh, before they were crowned. Uh, at this point, the Tower of London didn't have, like, the scary reputation that it did back then. Like, it, when you were brought there, it didn't always mean a death sentence, if that, if that makes sense to you.
1: <laughs> Relatively, yeah. How old was this kid again? Wasn't he, like, 13? Yeah, baby
0: Edward was about 12 or 13 when he became king.
1: Well, that's a lot of pressure on the poor child. Yes. Hey, you're 13,
0: you're 12. Time to rule an entire country where people won't agree with you. Woo! Um, Now, Elizabeth was very, very angry about the rest of her son and brother, and Gloucester was uh, now accusing her of conspiring against him. Um, So she made the smart move when she realized she was getting accused of stuff that could get her arrested. She packed up her daughters and her other son, also named Richard, and uh, she went back to Westminster Abbey and claimed sanctuary for the second time. Sanctuary Part (laughs) 2. Jesus, how many times is she going to,
1: like, sanctuary?
0: (laughs) This is the last time. Thank God. Um, (coughs) Now, while she was down there with her kids, she would have heard about the execution of her brother Antony and her son Richard Gray, um, which... Much like her father and other brother, John, they were executed without trial. Like, at all.
1: Isn't that, like, isn't that the same thing that Warwick did with the
0: other... Yeah, but the thing is, um, he's probably not telling Baby King Richard that he just did that, and Gloucester is the protector of the king. And no one can really tell him what to do. He makes the decisions. Um,
1: that's a little frickin' stupid. Yeah. So even he can't make the decisions because he's, like, 13?
0: Yeah, he hasn't reached his age of majority yet. His age of majority would be about 15 or 16 when he can rule by himself.
1: So he can rule a country, but he doesn't really have a say on what his protector
0: does? Uh, He does have kind of a say, but if Gloucester doesn't tell him about stuff, he can't really do anything about it, right?
1: Oh,
0: well, yeah. <laughs> All right, so, um, God, that must have been terrible for her to lose her brother and her second son that must have been awful um now while she was in sanctuary gloucester actually asked her to hand over her second son richard part two um it's not really known why she agreed to hand over her son to gloucester maybe she thought it was her best option to keep them both safe maybe she thought that he wouldn't hurt the boys after all Um, her husband wasn't coming to save her this time, she didn't really have a lot of options, so she did end up handing over Richard Part 2 to Gloucester, and unfortunately she would never see her boys again from here on out.
1: History again!
0: (laughs) (laughs) Alright, so pretty soon after Lizzie handed over Richard Part 2, a full-blown scandal came out. Now, according... To Gloucester. He was claiming that, oh my god, Edward and Elizabeth were never actually married?
1: (gasps) So basically he's starting rumors.
0: He is. Gloucester
1: was... Because he's bored out of his skull.
0: Yes. Gloucester was claiming that at the time of Edward and Elizabeth getting married, Edward was already married to this lady named Eleanor Butler, who at the time of these rumors coming up was conveniently dead, so she couldn't attest to this. Um...
1: Well,
0: that's not suspicious in the slightest. No. Uh, and that there there had been, like, rumors going around for years that Edward, like, did this thing where he would set up fake marriage ceremonies so that he could sleep with women. We'd, we're not sure how true that is. Um, but apparently Edward was already married, and it made Elizabeth and Edward's ver- marriage null and void, which meant their children were all declared illegitimate and none of them could have the crown. And guess who was immediately in line for the crown crown now that all those kids didn't have any claim
1: well gee it's gonna take me a minute to figure this one out
0: gloucester
1: piss me the fuck off
0: gloucester was next in line and of course he took the crown for himself
1: did uh. they not have marriage certificates in these centuries well there, at- like no proof like if they had guests the guests would be like uh no they got married, their children are legitimate, but everybody's going
0: to believe this one guy? Well, um, Elizabeth's mom, who was probably there, is dead. The, I imagine the priest is dead at this point, so there's really no one to attest to it because it was a secret marriage, which ended up coming back to bite them for getting married in secret. Um,
1: God damn it.
0: <sighs> so uh, Gloucester took the crown for himself, and a little while after this, Elizabeth's sons who were in the tower started being seen less and less, until they suddenly just vanished. No one saw them after that. Now, there are, of course, plenty of rumors and theories about what happened to them. Uh, There was a rumor that one of them ended up surviving, uh, being killed. Um, And the other theory, I don't really want to piss anyone off because this is a very sensitive subject in the historical community, so I'm going to choose not to comment on it. Um... (laughs) About who might have killed the princes in the tower. Uh, it was probably totally Gloucester, but there's no, there's not a lot of proof. We don't know. I was
1: gonna say, there's not a lot of
0: evidence. No. It's, and I don't really know who. It's know. hard to decipher. Um, when Elizabeth realized her sons were missing, uh, she realized she needed to do something like right fucking now. So she decided to do a Marvel level team up. <laughs> um, Elizabeth's a symbol <laughs> yeah Elizabeth's a symbol and with who you may ask why none other than a lady named Margaret Beaufort now even though uh, the Lancastrian line had died out with Henry VI and his son dying um, the Lancastrian side was striking back up thanks to Margaret Beaufort she was actually descended from an illegitimate Lancastrian line uh, from Edward III so she had a claim like kind of Um, And she passed her claim on to her son, Henry Tudor. Um, And Margaret hated Gloucester II, who, by the way, became Richard III when he became king. Of course he did. Yes. Uh, So Elizabeth and Margaret had a mutual enemy, and they decided to start, like, talking to each other. So uh, they sent secret messages to one another. And the way they did this was they actually conveniently shared the same doctor, I Yeah, they shared the same doctor. So they sent letters through that guy, and they agreed on a plan that Margaret's son, Henry Tudor, would take the crown, become king, and in return, Henry would marry Lizzie's daughter, Elizabeth. Um, In early March 1484, Richard III realized that the whole whole prince's in the tower thing and his sister-in-law hiding from him in an abbey was making him look a little bad. Um... (laughs) <laughs> so, uh, Richard III decided to make Lizzie a deal. He signs this official order, and basically, it says that if Lizzie and her children come back to court, he would not harm her daughters, they would be given good and respectable uh, marriages, and they would not be molested. <laughs> uh... Why did he include this? Why did he think it was needed? to mention that his nieces wouldn't be molested if they came back.
1: That's, uh, <laughs> that's a little fucked up that you actually even have to tell. Like, that should be a given that they're not going to be. That's a little scary. Anyway. In all honesty.
0: <laughs> anyway, uh, Lizzie realizes that What's she's... on? <laughs> Moving on. We're not gonna get into that. No. Uh Lizzie realizes she kinda has no choice but to agree to what Richard is telling her, so she comes out of sanctuary and she plays nice with Richard for a little bit. Uh meanwhile, Margaret Beaufort plans her plan for her son's invasion. Um and during uh uh Lizzie's time back in uh her brother in law's court, um Richard's wife, Queen Anne Neville. Uh, ends up dying, and after that, rumors started to arise. Some scandalous rumors about Richard III and Lizzie's daughter, Elizabeth. There were some rumors about them.
1: Some juicy gossip.
0: Yeah, uh, now we have absolutely no proof on whether or not Richard and little Elizabeth were in love. I mean, I hope not, because they were uncle and niece, which is a little... uh, disgusting.
1: Yes. I really hope not.
0: Now... I've heard some rumors that there was apparently a letter from little baby Elizabeth talking about how much she loved Richard and wanted to marry him and was hoping that the queen would die so that they could get married, but there's no proof that this letter ever existed. May- maybe it was a rumor. Um, good news is... Lots
1: of things go missing in this century. Yes. Son, letters, Um.
0: Freaking- <laughs> but don't worry because they didn't have to live with Richard for long because in the summer of 1485 Henry Tudor invaded England and crushed Richard III at the Battle of Bosworth Field. Yeah, Henry.
1: <laughs> he did. <laughs> hey, wow,
0: okay. He was. I
1: love that. Love that
0: um i'm not going to talk about the battle of bosworth because i already talked about it in the elizabeth of york episode i'm going to give like a brief description of it so uh henry showed up and they met at this uh field near the i believe it was the near the town of bosworth um and henry was severely outnumbered like people thought he was gonna fucking lose (laughs) because uh his army was very untrained his army was very small meanwhile richard was the king of england and he had a bigger army and they were well more well trained uh but uh the reason they like, so
1: is it kind of is it kind of like an avengers endgame you know where, like steve's like just up there and he has nobody and then all of a sudden his team comes
0: kind of yeah you know? w- wait wait for what i tell you so uh on, on a hill near the field, there was this other army, led by this guy named Lord Stanley, who was conveniently Henry's stepfather, um, and he waited on the hill with his army to see who he wanted to back, because he wasn't sure if he wanted to support Richard or he wanted to support Henry, and when he realized uh, that uh, the tide was turning in Henry's favor, he joined in on the battle. Uh, they came down the hill running, and they beat Richard, and Richard died a horrible, brutal death. Um, on the battlefield, unfortunately. Um... Pieces. Yes, he did, he actually did, he actually did. Um, uh, great news for Lizzie, uh, her children were made legitimate again, and her daughter Elizabeth married the new king, Henry VII. And it's after this point where her daughter gets married, where Lizzie kind of steps back from the spotlight. Um, she's given the title of Dowager Queen as the, uh, mother of the Queen Consort, and... Her son-in-law, her new son-in-law, also gives her a decent allowance, and uh, she's recorded being at court for the birth of her granddaughter, Margaret, and her grandson, the future, Henry VIII. Um, In 1487, uh, she decided to uh, retire to a convent. Now, there are some rumors on why she decided to retire. Some people think that her son-in-law, Henry VII, forced her there because he thought that she might have been involved with an uprising, but... (coughs) It's, uh, really unclear if she had anything to do with that. It's more likely that she's like, I've had a good life. Um, it's time for me to retire.
1: It's time for me to go. Yeah. You can handle it on your own.
0: <coughs> yeah, she was like, my daughter's got this. It's fine. Uh yeah, so she just she just decided to retire and her daughter Queen Elizabeth uh visited her visited her pretty often. Um her other daughter uh Cecily visited her a lot more than uh Elizabeth of York did because you know Elizabeth was a little busy being the wife of the king. Um one of the last uh major things to happen to Lizzie was when her son-in-law briefly considered having her married to King James III of Scotland, but nothing ever happened with that. That would have been weird cuz I don't think James the third had any kids, uh, and Lizzie was way too old to give him any kids, so that would have been weird. <laughs> true, true.
1: She, she's
0: done. Yeah, she's done. She's she's good. Um, now she needs
1: a break.
0: Now Elizabeth Woodville ended up dying peacefully at Bursmondsey Abbey on the eighth of June, fourteen ninety two. Her funeral was attended by her remaining daughters, Cecily, Anne, and Bridget. Unfortunately, her daughter Elizabeth couldn't show up for the funeral because at the time she was any day from giving birth to her fourth baby, which they ended up naming Elizabeth in her honor. Um, in her will, she requested a simple funeral, and that's exactly what she got. Um, Henry Seventh was actually criticized by the public for giving her a small, simple funeral, even though that's exactly what she wanted. Um... Sorry. Well, I mean,
1: you don't go against, like, the person's, like, wishes and everything, so I don't know why they were complaining if she specifically said, I want a simple funeral, I don't want Cirque du Soleil at my
0: funeral. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Now, it was pretty much unknown what killed Lizzie up until, like, just last year. A 500-year-old letter letter from the English National Archives written by an ambassador to London uh, apparently stated that Lizzie died of the plague, Um, This letter was actually written about 18 years after she died, but it would explain why Lizzie ended up being buried so quickly and why she had a simple funeral. And I also forgot to mention that they buried her next to Edward, which is really sweet.
1: Oh, I like that. Uh, Yeah, okay. Okay.
0: All right, so let's get into her legacy. Now, Lizzie was a major player in the Wars of the Roses. You know, she could have faded into a, a obscurity just being the daughter of a scandalous marriage, but she ended up having her own eventful life outside of her mother. She went from a simple wife of a knight to the connecting tissue to the new Tudor dynasty and the wife of probably one of the greatest warrior kings in English history. I mean, that's quite a leg- legacy. What do you think?
1: I just think she was living her best life after that.
0: Yeah, I, she so had... She wanted
1: to, at least.
0: Yeah, I know, right? She had a pretty cla- crazy life. <laughs>
1: Absolutely insane.
0: All right.
1: all the bad stuff. I'm, like, low-key jealous. <laughs> <laughs> I want to rule something.
0: <laughs> all right, guys. Well, that's it. See you next week. Bye. Lindsay. Say Bye. But for real? Yep. That's it? Yep.
1: <laughs> oh, wow. This is actually, that was cool. All right. I definitely ne- learned a lot this episode and I hope that you will have me back eventually that way I can learn because school taught me jack shit
0: (laughs) absolutely all right say bye to the people Lindsay
1: bye people
0: Alright guys, thanks for listening. Uh, if there's a certain thing that you want to hear, just like hit me up on uh, Twitter at Long May she Rain 2 uh, The N at the end of rain is replaced with a 2, just so you know that. Um, thanks for listening guys, bye!